This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I'm John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. Taiwan confirms nine new cases of COVID-19. Taiwan's Mainland Affairs Council calls on the Hong Kong government to uphold press freedom in the territory. And Taiwanese and U.S. officials hold a video conference to discuss ways that Taiwan can increase its international participation. But first, today's top story. Taiwan confirmed nine new cases of COVID-19 on Friday, bringing the total number of cases it has confirmed so far up to 348. Seven of the new cases are imported. The patients in these cases had a history of recent travel to the U.S., the U.K., Denmark, Austria, the Czech Republic, and Thailand. The remaining two cases are domestic in origin. The patients in both of these cases are known to have had recent contact with other people who have since tested positive for COVID-19. Taiwan's Mainland Affairs Council has called on the Hong Kong government to uphold press freedom in the territory. The Mainland Affairs Council is the top governmental body charting Taiwan's cross-strait policy in the absence of official ties with Beijing. The council's call came Friday, following a radio-television Hong Kong interview with WHO Assistant Director General Bruce Aylward. In the interview, a journalist asked whether the WHO is considering admitting Taiwan. The Hong Kong government says that the interview violated its one-China policy. In a written response, the Mainland Affairs Council said that the Hong Kong government should not oppress freedom of speech or freedom of the press, as China has. It says that only upholding these liberties will allow the Hong Kong government to gain the trust of its people. The Mainland Affairs Council said that Taiwan is a free and democratic country that is able and willing to help the global community fight the COVID-19 pandemic. It said that Taiwan's response to the pandemic has earned global recognition and that Taiwan's inclusion in the WHO should not be an issue. The council said that China's invocation of its one-China policy is aimed at barring Taiwan from membership and at politicizing the country's inclusion in the WHO. The U.S. State Department announced that Taiwanese and U.S. government officials held a video conference to discuss ways that Taiwan can increase its international participation. The conference focused on ways that Taiwan can regain observer status at the World Health Assembly and alternative ways that Taiwan can work with the WHO. Taking part in the conference were officials from the State Department, the American Institute in Taiwan, the Taipei Economic and Cultural Representative Office in the United States, and Taiwan's Foreign Ministry. The State Department says that both sides agreed to establish a forum that will allow Taiwan to share its success in fighting COVID-19 with the world. Plans for President Tsai Ing-wen's second inauguration ceremony are set to be confirmed next week. The ceremony will mark the start of Tsai's second term in office, which he secured in January's election. President Tsai had announced in February that she was suspending planning for the ceremony in order to focus on combating the COVID-19 outbreak. On Friday, the presidential office said that this year's inauguration will be simplified. The current plan is for President Tsai to be sworn in at the presidential office. Afterwards, she will either remain at the presidential office or move to the Taipei Guest House, where she will give an address and greet invited guests. 
The presidential office says that it wants to abide by the Central Epidemic Command Center's guidelines for large-scale events. The center is recommending that indoor events have no more than 100 attendees and that attendance at outdoor events should be capped at 500 people. The presidential office will consult with the center before making any plans for the inauguration final. The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Deputy Taipei Mayor Huang Shanshan says that the city may start requiring people to wear surgical masks when taking public transport. The policy would apply to subways and buses within the city limits. Huang says that the policy could be implemented on April 9th at the soonest. On that date, Taiwan will adjust its surgical mask rationing system, allowing each person to buy nine masks in each 14-day period. That's up from the three masks each person is currently allowed to buy once every seven days. Huang says officials worry that riders will be unable to get the masks that they will need if the mask requirement takes effect before that date. Taiwan's national railway system is already requiring passengers to wear surgical masks. Taiwan's Central Epidemic Command Center is recommending that people wear masks when limited space means that they cannot keep the recommended distance apart from others. Italy's biggest newspaper, the Corriere della Sera, has published an article which says that Taiwan exists independently of China and should not be viewed as part of China. The paper published the article after Taiwan pledged to donate 10 million surgical masks to foreign countries, setting aside 500,000 for Italy. The article says that the WHO has excluded Taiwan because Beijing does not want international organizations to acknowledge Taiwan's democratic system. However, it says that with global health at risk due to the COVID-19 pandemic, China should put its differences with Taiwan aside for now and make an exception. The article also says that while Taiwan is only 100 kilometers from China's east coast, it has been able to keep its number of confirmed cases to only a little over 300. It says that other countries should learn from Taiwan's success in preventing COVID-19. Taiwan is enjoying a long weekend, with a tomb-sweeping festival and Children's Day falling back-to-back. Despite concerns about COVID-19, people are taking advantage of their time off. That doesn't mean people are being careless, though. At amusement parks, people are taking the safety guidelines they've been hearing about seriously. On Friday, crowds were out in force at Taiwan's amusement parks, making the most of a long weekend. Concerns about COVID-19 seem to have kept people away from some popular parks. A deputy director at the Taipei Children's Amusement Park says that crowds are about 60% smaller than they were over the same long weekend last year. Still, part of the reason the park may look empty is because people are practicing social distancing as they've been told to. Another reason is that this year, more people have decided to spend this long weekend on Taiwan's scenic east coast. There, another park, Hualien's Far Glory Ocean Park, is packed, although packed with people wearing surgical masks. The park's chief manager says the park welcomed 3,000 guests Thursday and expects as many as 5,000 to come Friday. 
As the pandemic continues, Taiwan remains cautious but far from paralyzed. John Van Trieste, RTI News. A Taipei high school has opened the city's first center for training people to fly drones. The COVID-19 pandemic has done little to dampen the excitement at Taipei's Taipei Senior High School. Not only is the school open, it has also just launched Taipei's first training center for flying unmanned aerial vehicles. The school has even shown how drones can help keep the disease at bay. One drone shown off at a recent demonstration at the center broadcasts messages telling students to wear surgical masks, wash their hands frequently, and keep a safe distance apart from one another. The demonstration also included drones doing somersaults in the air. One student at the school found flying a drone exciting but difficult. He thinks the technology is amazing. School principal Jacob Chen is encouraging students from other schools to attend free classes at the center and learn about the art of flying drones. The center aims to help students use drones as a window into the rapidly changing world of artificial intelligence. Shirley Lin, RTI News. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.